Welcome everyone to another one of our Naming in the AI Age podcast. The stars of this podcast and video are, are with me today, Megan and Ashley. And so we're going to talk about a topic that's, I think, very relevant, which is all about personal branding, right? With all the social influencers and everything that's the rage these days, especially as you, you know, look at the younger audiences, there seems to be this phenomena of folks wanting to build a brand around their personal name. And one of the authors that I admire and follow, and he's written a number of books, is Mark Schaefer. He's a professor at Rutgers. He also has a podcast called The Marketing Companion, which any listener that's interested in just branding and, and marketing in general, I would highly recommend Mark's Marketing Companion uh, podcast. And he talks a lot about how important it is these days to build a personal brand because a lot of folks have lost trust in the nameless, faceless corporations. But we want to talk about that, right? Because I've been doing this long enough to remember when this was really a bad thing. There were a lot of issues with this. So we're going to talk about, you know, should you use your own name as your brand name? And so let's just start with why that might be a good idea. So Megan or Ashley, do either one of you want to answer that question? Well, I think kind of what you were talking about with, with Mark Schaefer, his comment that it does provide that human connection aspect. You have an, a face behind the name. Uh, so I feel like you you see the identity, but that also can be bad in some ways too, which we can talk about. But I think the, the identity and connection aspect of it is good, at least. Yeah, Megan, think, any more thoughts? Yeah, if you're wanting to name a company or a business, or even a product after yourself. I mean, you are essentially the product. You are the service. You are the one that is the whole thing is centered around you and either your personality or something proprietary that you may be offering, which is great if there's a good association with you and your name and what you're building. And so Dave Ramsey is who comes to mind for me, the financial guru. His business is called Ramsey Solutions. But like when my husband and I are, are thinking through financial decisions or we're having conversations, I'm like, what would Dave Ramsey say, right? It's not like, well, what are the financial best practices? Or let's look on Google. Like, I want to know specifically what Dave Ramsey would say about this. And so for him, I think it's worked really well because, you know, you listen to his radio show. You want to know what his thoughts are on it. You don't really necessarily care what the rest of his team thinks. It's him. And so I think that works for him. Now, I think you do run the risk of what happens when Dave Ramsey goes bye-bye and yeah. he's no longer Dave Ramsey. Well, you can make the argument, well, his daughter also helps him run the company and she was a Ramsey at one point. And so there, there are some pros and cons to it. And I think what he's built has worked really well for him, but you also have to think towards the future for your business and how you're, you know, naming everything after your yourself can have those negative effects too in the long run. And I think if you have a great reputation, that's great. But what happens when you've built this and then your reputation for some reason in today's cancel culture just tanks? And now what do you do? Now everything that you've exactly. built can be lost. Yeah. And then if you're like a, a mom and pop person, so Ashley and I have friends and their last name is Sass. Mm -hmm. It's S-A-S, which I think is an incredibly cool last name. And she is a photographer. She does wedding photography. She does family photography. And a name like Sass could work well because it's not just her name, but maybe she wants to do pictures with Sass or like her style has a little more flair or zest to it. And so it has this double entendre of 
you're going to get me as your photographer, but I also provide, you know, a level of SAS in my photography skills. And so I think if you are not trying to go super big with what you're doing and you're kind of staying solo, like if you are the solo entrepreneur or influencer, that's a photographer, you know, using your name could definitely work. It just, it depends on your strategy and how big you want to go to. Yeah. Like limiting your business growth or, or not being able to scale, or even just if you do go bye-bye, what, what happens after that? Right. Mike, what are your thoughts? Well, I think it's a great conversation and there are always pros and cons. I mean, back in the eighties, when we were doing this, a lot of folks were moving away from having their name associated with their firm or their brand because it made them sound small, right? That they were wanting to compete with organizations and brands that had teams of people. And so when you have just your name on the door, it makes you sort of sound more mom and pop, maybe less professional. Maybe you're bringing to the table more restricted set of skills and expertise because it comes across maybe as a little bit just you. The other challenge is just being able to protect the name. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on the, the pros and cons of being able to do that? Um, Ashley or Megan, is there any, from a trademark standpoint, are there any issues you're aware of with being able to register and protect your own personal brand, your own personal name as a trademark. I feel like I think of, I think of people who have registered companies in their names, you know, like Nestle and Ford and all of these things, those seem like unique names. I mean, they might not, they might not be, my name is not unique. I mean, my maiden name was Smith. First name was Ashley, which was the most popular name in 88. Um, huh. I don't know if we pioneered that or we were following the train, but, and then my middle name is Joe. And so you have Ashley, Joe Smith, and it is the most common name I can think of what are what are the risks of trying to trademark that I mean Smith in general doesn't sound like a great name to, to trademark you what protection would I even have if everybody else whose last name was Smith also wanted to trademark their name like doesn't make sense yeah then on Megan, the you side you have somebody like Megan McCall DeZalo which is my last name is spelled D-Z-I-A-L-O <clears throat> if I wanted to I don't know, start a company after my own name, I probably would have great success trademarking my name because it's not a common name. And so I think it could be super easy. It could be difficult. The trademark landscape is is tricky. It's complex. And Mike, you obviously know way more than we do. So go ahead, tell us. Well, one of the things is interesting, and we're not lawyers. None of us are, are lawyers. So we can't give anyone listening or watching legal advice. But in talking with a lot of trademark attorneys and in doing research, it looks like, you know, just fundamentally, you don't have nearly as strong a protection if you try to trademark your own name as your brand as if you made up a coined name. Mm -hmm. uh, under trademark law in the U.S. and in many countries around the world, the strongest protection you're granted is if you come up with a very unique not a real word, a very unique, distinctive brand, you know, an arbitrary uh, coin name, you actually are afforded a greater degree of protection. And then as you go down the ladder to something that's very descriptive and very generic, you lose a lot of that protection. You might still be able to use the name. You might actually still be able to register the name as a trademark, but you can't prevent others 
with similar names from using their name because your name is more generic. And that's the problem with a person's name. So like if your name happens to be Taylor Swift and you've got a famous brand around the world and someone else's name who's legitimately Taylor Swift too wants to use their name as their brand, you may have more challenges. Now, Taylor's a different example because she's famous, well-known, and you maybe then have certain protections under the law. But for most folks, you're not the Taylor Swift, and there are other people with the same name. Mm -hmm. It's hard for you to prevent them from using their name to brand their services, right? And so it falls into this more generic descriptive place, space. And like with Smith as a last name, there are a lot of Smiths out there, right? And so you can't prevent John Smith, uh, who's that's legitimately his name, or the Mary Smith, her name, from using those names on their coffee shop or their bakery or whatever it might be, even though you already have done that. And so it's a very nuanced space, but the dangers are lack of protection. Another danger is it may not convey anything about the brand. Right now, SAS is an interesting example because, you know, SAS, you know, it has some other meanings, maybe not spelled exactly the same way. So if you're fortunate enough to have a last name that means something and that it's relevant, uh, that might be a better way to go. But most of us don't. Right. And so when you have a last name that is generic and doesn't convey any emotion or any benefit or any characteristic it's a heavier lift, right? Then you have to sort of build all that story and that meaning behind the brand. So luckily she is, she has the sass, but I mean, imagine if she was so boring, you know, like she's definitely not boring, but if, if your, if your last name didn't convey any, it was the opposite of what it was. I mean, but I agree with the, the business attributes. Like Smith tells me nothing. I mean, unless it was back in the day when you were actually like a blacksmith or something like that, right. that's definitely not the case here. So <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. So let's go to the recommendations. So we've talked a little bit about some of the advantages and we've talked a little bit about some of the disadvantages. And so now we want to leave everybody with, you know, a specific recommendation, you know, in balance, which way should, should you go? And so each of us are going to give you you know, our, our recommendation, I'm going to go last on this one so I can see what the two of you are going to recommend. And then I'll, I'll recommend against it just for fun. But so who wants to start with their recommendation? If you had to say, yeah, you probably should go with your own name as your personal brand or no, you shouldn't in balance for most people, I would recommend yay or nay. Ashley, where do you weigh in? If you have my name, I would say nay. I think you need to have a unique name, something that maybe could you could build a story around. I mean, my, my ancestral name, like Native Americans, you know, we're Choctaw. And so our last name was Himanubi, which I've been told put together is like a skilled hunter. If, you, if, if we were doing cool. hunting, a hunting store or something with a lot, then you could build a lot around that and you could probably trademark that a lot easier. So yeah. I think, I think it depends on your name. Um, and I, and the target of who you are, who your customers are, like if it's social media or if it's not, going to be, I have a presence on there. My recommendation though, I just, the liability aspect of things, you know, my husband owns a business and I can't imagine if, what does it look like if someone were to go against you personally and your name is also, I mean, there's just some intricacies there that I wouldn't want to touch. And so for liability reasons, I would say mm, I'm, it's a no-go for me, but I also, also have a very generic name. 
my name's not Bazalo. I mean, if I had Bazalo, I might be a go. So let me know your, your opinion, Megan. So on that note, if nobody can pronounce my name and we don't even pronounce it correct, the correct Polish way. And mm-hmm. so if I were to use my last name, no, I mean, nobody could say it correctly. It wouldn't be memorable because it's that confusing. And so this is where Mike, I'm having a tough time landing in one camp or the other, because when I think of fashion designers or singers or artists, your name is everything because it's your style. It's who you are. Like I want a Jimmy Choo shoe, right? I want Vera Wang or Vera Bradley, or like, it's a style that people know and it's iconic. So I'm like, if, if you're an incredible artist, which most of us aren't, uh, sure, go that route. But I tend to agree with Ashley and that I would personally want to, if for, for the reason that you mentioned, Mike, it doesn't say what you do. Typically, if you have your name, it could mean anything. And so if you're wanting to hit the ground running with people knowing what you do, what your product is, what your service is, what your company's about, choosing a name that's going to be a little bit like leaning you in the direction to what you're offering, I think is a better idea. So if I have to choose, yeah, go for it or no, don't, I would say, eh, let's not, let's, let's go a different route. Okay. So I'm going to have to vote for, yes, you should, should use your name as your, as your brand. And the thinking there is there are a lot of things that almost everyone has to wrestle with when they're first getting started. And it's, it's easy to get distracted with a lot of brand strategy and a lot of marketing strategy and trying to go through all the legal harangues and hoops. And before you know it, you've sort of lost focus on what's really important, which is to start to build that following that community and that loyalty. And what easier way to do that than around your own personal name? I mean, your face is associated with that name. If you have a podcast or a YouTube channel, or if you're an influencer on TikTok or Instagram, people see you, right? They don't want to see a placard or the face of a building or a corporate logo. They want a person. And, and I think it's very much authentic and on trend these days to do exactly, Megan, what you were talking about. You know, where do we go for financial advice? Well, you're not calling Merrill Lynch. You're not calling Wells Fargo or Schwab. You're calling a person or you're looking at an individual. So I would say go with your own personal name and build that following. You know, it's going to be an easier lift. It's very much expected these days. It prevents some hesitation like, ooh, why are they not using their name, right? Why are they hiding behind this company? At some point, when you're large and big and super successful and you've got your 2 million followers, then I think you can seriously consider, okay, let's build a different brand for maybe mm-hmm. a new business. Or let's, let's allow other people to come in and sort of have their platforms underneath my personal brand to appeal to other other segments, micro segments, other cultures, other countries, whatever it might be. So I would argue strongly to go ahead and stick with that personal name for a while, get started. It's going to be the easiest lift in many cases. And then down the road, if the, if the opportunity arises, is the time to consider you know, switching or not. So anyway, that's where we landed today. Uh, let us know if you have an opinion or you disagree or you agree. And we'll talk to you again next week about, um, 
What about trademark screening, which is not a fun thing to talk about, but it, it's it's just the necessary beast that has to be discussed um, in this space. But thank you guys very much. We'll make it fun. Don't worry. We'll make it fun. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys.